Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to episode 112 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, a U.S. Latino show where I interview the people and discuss the moments that are shaping our American and Latino pop culture. I am your host, Jack Rico, and this week I got a big surprise for you. We got actress Kate Del Castillo, arguably one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star in Spanish language TV. She's here on the show to talk about season two of Telemundo's La Reina del Sur 2, and it's Spanish language TV's most iconic telenovela. We also gab about what being on The Tonight Show uh, for the first time was like for her, where she found the strength to overcome the darkness and fear during those Chapo moments, and how it's like to work with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence on Bad Boys 3. Then I review The Curse of La Llorona, but instead of giving you my sole opinion on it, why not allow me to present to you a more truthful way of giving you a movie review? A review which I believe to be the purest way to know what people truly feel about a movie. You're going to want to listen to this. But first, it's time to give you a span of the most highly relevant pop culture headlines you might have missed this week in a segment I like to call Jack Dick. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. A five-minute clip of Avengers Endgame has been leaked and Marvel fans are angry. Lin-Manuel Miranda's new In the Heights movie adds Daphne Rubin Vega, Stephanie Beatrice, and Dasha Polanco to the cast. WWE superstar John Cena is rumored to be starring in the next Suicide Squad sequel. Jennifer Lopez's Hustlers will release September 13th, and Pedro Almodovar's new film Pain and Glory will be competing for the Palme d'Or in Cannes this year. In TV news, the premiere of Game of Thrones was watched by 17.4 million people. Legendary actress Rita Moreno will appear in ABC's new comedy, Bless This Mess. Beyonce dropped a new documentary called Homecoming on Netflix. NBC Renews Manifest starring J.R. Ramirez and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez now has an agent from CAA. Switching over to music, Madonna duets with Maluma for a song called Medellin. Cypress Hills gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Los Tucanes de Tijuana became the first Norteño band to play Coachella. And Sebastián Yatra y Rake hit number one on the Latin Airplay chart with Un Año. And in tech and social media news, Sony unveiled a next-generation video game console that will change the way you play video games. Will Smith among investors raising $46 million for an esports organization. YouTube is returning to Amazon Fire TV devices. And Instagram is considering hiding the like count on people's photos. That would be a game changer. El secuestro de un hijo es lo más terrible que le puede pasar a una madre. 
Sofía, ¿soy tú? Mamá. ¿Qué pasó con Sofía? ¿Te hicieron daño? ¡Sofía! ¿Qué quiere a cambio de mi hija? Sofía me va a ayudar a que tú me hagas el próximo presidente de México. It's been eight years in the making, but finally, the sequel to La Reina del Sur is here. It premieres April 22nd on Telemundo, and star Kate del Castillo joins me now to discuss it. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, got a chance to see you on The Tonight Show. Got a chance to see you today, this morning on The Today Show. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> uh, was that your first time on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? And if it was, what was that experience like for you? Yes, it was. It was my first time. It was amazing. It was so exciting. Um, I'm a huge fan, so for me it was like, you know, <clears throat> so funny to be there after every night that I see him. So it was really nice. He's amazing. He's really easy. So I had a great time, actually. That's awesome. Well, let's begin with La Reina del Sur uh, 2. In an interview you did with Showbiz Cafe back in 2013, you said, quote, Telemundo wanted me to do a sequel, but I didn't want to because I think it was such a success. There is no second part of the book, and I just thought it was the perfect thing to remember the whole experience as a great success. So mm -hmm. why did you change your mind? Um, well, it was they were always flirting with me, like Telemundo, with me and with the author, Arturo Pérez Reverte. And I didn't want to do it because, exactly what I said, but, uh, and because uh, Arturo, the author, was not in, like they wanted to do something out of the blue. And I was, you know, and I was like, well, no, if Arturo writes another book, or at least the, the whole structure of the of the of the story, then then we can talk, and and that's what happened. But it took us eight years, eight years because I, I didn't want to, you know, tamper on on that on on the success that was already there. Right. I noticed that in between those eight years, you did play the strong, assertive almost killer type of characters. Uh, Dueñas del Paraíso seemed to have sketches of Teresa Mendoza. Ingobernable was another, you know, woman uh, running yeah. for her life. Were you mm -hmm. starting to be typecast or were these roles that you wanted to do regardless? Well, no. Actually, well, actually, yeah. I mean, La Reina del Sur, I always won. I was a huge fan of the book. And actually, they were going to do a movie long time ago and... I mean, it went through every single director in Mexico. They were amazing directors, you know. And uh, and at the end, I don't know why, but they never did. The, actually, it was going to be Eva Mendes at, at, at some point. Um, and they wanted me to play something else. And I was like, no, no, I'm La Mexicana. <laughs> you know, so, so, but then I, you know, I forgot about it because I thought it was going to be a, a movie and that they got Eva. And anyway. So then after a couple of years, I guess, is when, when Telemundo called me and, and asked me to do the, the role. You know, and, and I and I was like, of course, but I, I just didn't know that Telemundo had the rights, the real rights. I thought that they were going to do something close to La Reina Azul, but not the rights, the actual, with the actual rights. But, um, and then, you know, Doños del Paraíso, so yeah, that was, that was, eh. You know, it was uh, a little bit that I had to, um, because of my manager, you know, things that you sometimes have to have to do. And, and I had a great time. And, and, and it was a good show, uh, you know, in the uh, 70s. And so I had a lot of fun. But and then Ingobernable was written actually uh, for me. 
uh, and, and I think it was great. Actually, Ingobernable happened before um, the whole situation with El Chapo. Mm-hmm. So it was funny because they um, uh, Netflix didn't know anything that I <laughs> wow. uh, at, at all. So then when it happened, they were the only ones who stick with me. And I will always be you know, grateful for that because they were there because they, they could have done it with someone else. We had to push it for months and months. And, but they could have changed, you know, the actors and they never did. It was never an option. And I will always be thankful with them. It was very interesting to me because those dark moments in your personal life, uh, at some point must have really got into you in retrospect, where did you find the strength to fight those oh. <laughs> dark moments and then to find the light later on like you are right now? Wow. Well, that's a great question. I, I have no idea. I guess from from the love of my family, from uh, the love of my friends that surrounds me, and, and also because, you know, I haven't had a like a very easy uh, life and I've been in a dark place before that, and I don't want to see myself there anymore. And I, I was ashamed of who, who I was when I would see myself in the mirror. And I don't want to go through that anymore. So the good thing about this whole thing was that I, I knew I did nothing wrong. And I had the truth on my side. And that was the only thing that, that, that kept me, you know, um, well, with, with the spirit and with, with, with the energy that I needed to, to get through the whole thing. Was there a fear that the industry itself would reject you and that you wouldn't be working anymore and that you'd have to shift careers? Did that ever enter your mind? Yes, everything entered my mind. I didn't know if I was going to be uh, alive, you know, or my family. Uh, of course, that that went through my mind and I thought that maybe I, I'm, I was going to be arrested or killed or whatever. So that was the, my career in that moment was the least of my problems, right. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but of course I did. I'm very curious about why people seem to like Teresa Mendoza. You've said before in the past in interviews that she snorts coke, she sleeps with married men, she has sex with anyone she wants to, she's a drunk, she curses, and people just love her. What yes. does that say about about audiences' taste? I I think that is because she's she's human, you know, she's a human being and she and you can relate to her exactly because because she's flawed. And we're all flawed as human beings, so I don't. I don't want to see a hero who's perfect because I want. I want to be able to relate to to him or her. And I think that that's the because at the end of the day, she's a victim of the situation. She does not victimize herself, but she's a survivor. Mm. But she's always a victim, uh, and because she is uh, survi- surviving uh, in in a world that she never asked to live. And, and and she becomes the the very number one, you know. So it's right. hard also to see a woman who's independent, who's not, uh, you know, who doesn't depend of any man in this uh, kind of job, and, and who's fearless. So you know, I I think that that's the whole thing about Teresa. Were you ever interested in starring in Queen of the South on USA? Have you seen the show? Have there ever been any conversations to at least do a cameo? <laughs> no, 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 I never wa- wanted to do it because they, they're not, first of all, I wouldn't do it in English because I already did it in Spanish, you know, and it was a success. It was, it would be boring for me to do the same thing again. Uh, but um, 
also they did they, they were not uh, attached to the book it's a very uh, i haven't I, i saw the first episode i haven't seen the the whole thing but i can tell and they told me that it's not attached to the book as the as the our version so uh, i don't know i'm gonna have to take a look <laughs> I know that you said that you always wanted to be the one and only Teresa Mendoza. Is it weird to see Teresa Mendoza played by other actresses? Yes, definitely. It is. It <laughs> and is. do you feel they bring the same level that you bring to it? Or uh, are you content with what they bring to it? I just think it's different. You know, I'm, 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 I'm the real Mexicana, you know, mm -hmm. Alice, and, and Alice, I love her endearly, and by the way, and her mom. And I think she's an amazing actress. It's just, you know, for me, I love when they go for the real thing. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, that's the only thing, but she's amazing. Switching over to film, uh, congrats on Bad Boys for Life. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so who are you playing, and did you already wrap up production? Uh, no, no. I, I'm actually uh, flying out tomorrow to finish the movie. And um, it's been amazing. I mean, it's been a couple of uh, uh, months working. Um, and, and, you know, Will is a very generous person, very generous actor, too. So, and Martin Lawrence, he's so funny. I mean, I've been having a blast, to be honest. You know, I saw this past week in a movie called All About Nina. I had no idea you were in it. Um, yes, you liked it? <laughs> not only did I like it, I liked you and the way you played that character because you played oh, Lake, you. a Reiki healer. Um, yes. <laughs> and I was wondering what, I'm so not used to seeing you play those roles. And I kept on saying to myself, is this something that she wanted? Maybe she wanted a break from the strong women uh, the, with guns, you know, uh, being a fugitive. What type of roles do you enjoy more? Softer roles like Lake or cutthroat women like Teresa Mendoza? <laughs> I think that, I mean, I love everything uh, as long as they're well written and they're interesting characters. Um, I, I also watch Under the Same Moon. That's a very... I saw that one, one too, the, with Eugenio <laughs> Derbez. Yes, yes. So, you know, um, yeah, lately, I think that television um, marks you a lot because, it, you know, everybody watches television. And, and of course, when it's, it's a big success like La Reina del Sur, it's like, oh, my gosh, she's been doing that the, her, her, her entire life. But, but it's actually not true. I've done only uh, Ingobernable. And I mean, Ingobernable, but she's a strong woman, but she not, has nothing to do with the, uh, with the drug trafficking world. Mm -hmm. But um, it was La Reina del Sur and, and Dueños del Paraíso. And I, I mean, I like him. I think it's a lot of fun and it, it's hard to find uh, great characters for women, um, you know, like like that. But um, I my, almost my entire life has been like drama and I like it too. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I want to do some comedy, to be honest. I want to do some romantic comedy that's really mellow mm -hmm. and, and I'm not killing anybody. <laughs> Nobody's chasing me. <laughs> You know, there's been a lot of complaints from Hispanic organizations and even this podcast itself, we've talked about it, about a lack of roles for Hispanics in Hollywood and also a lack of U.S. Latino stories. I know you're yes. doing El Chicano and it's releasing May 3rd. What can you tell me about your experience with that film? Uh, because I'm going to be totally honest. I did a cameo. I, I'm literally three seconds in the movie. Oh, so, I got yeah, it. Yeah, nothing. No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing. I, they wanted me to 
you know, to promote and everything. But it, for me, it's like a kind of misleading because I did it as a favor. And, and I mean, it's great. I'm, I, I, I like You're in it the trailer. They <laughs> put me in the trailer. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, it's only a cameo. So moving on to Neteando. Uh, yes. What is it about? Why did you decide to originally do this as a podcast? And then why did you transition to making it into a radio show? Um, well, first of all, because uh, Jessica is my really good friend. And I think we always have something to, to tell. And, and we laugh a lot. So we were like, we should do a podcast. We've never done radio, too. And I was like, I've always wanted to do radio. I think it's really interesting, the, the, that platform. And, uh, and then we, we started doing it like a year, uh, like a year ago. And uh, <clears throat> only it was another platform. And, uh, and people loved it, loved it. So we ended up, we, we finished our contract and then we waited a little while because I was working and then we decided to do it again, but in a different, now it's, now we're national. It's, yeah. In radio and it's also podcast and, and it's, I, I, we talk about everything and I like it, Neteando, that means, you know, no, with, without filters or raw and, and that's the way mostly I am. And I, I just talk the way I talk. And she's a journalist, you know? She's a journalist. She's, she's a little bit more conser conservative. Pero, pero um, Kate, ¿de dónde sacas el tiempo? Where do you find the time to commit to something like that? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> right now, I don't know. I was, I was actually, I was shooting La Reina and I had to, to on my days off, my day off, actually, I had to to record the the wow. the podcast. Yeah, Kate, uh, congratulations on everything. I know how tough it is for someone to go through those rough patches that you went through. But I think what people really connect with, not Teresa, but Kate del Castillo, is the ability to fight through those moments. To then come back out and then see the light and all the love that you're getting now, which means that people just love you. People just want to oh, be around you. And I just want you to um, know that you have a huge fan base that is rooting for you, that wants you to do well, and that uh, is willing to support you in every phase of your oh, life. Oh, so. Jack, you're so nice. Thank you so much for, the, for telling me that. That's awesome. Thank you. And before we review The Curse of La Llorona, here are three land tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Vente, Technicolor Fabrics. Ella, tú y yo, Girl Ultra. Si yo te quiero con el alma, si yo te quiero hasta los huesos, mi corazón es solo tuyo, pero por hoy yo te lo presto. La Plata, Juanes, Los Ángeles Azules, Lalo Ebrat. Si yo te quiero hasta los huesos, mi corazón es solo tuyo, pero por hoy yo te lo presto. Mi corazón es solo tuyo. I've been thinking about this whole film critic business for a few months now, and what I'm sensing is that they are more and more out of touch with moviegoers. So I began to think, what is the purest form of movie recommendation that people can actually believe in? And that's when it hit me. 
The audience reaction. Your reaction is basically truth serum. It never lies. So why don't you give a listen to these audience reactions of a recent screening I was at for The Curse of La Llorona. Can I ask you a question, Father? Do you know anything about La Llorona? The weeping woman. It's a folk tale. Stay in the car, okay? And please don't wake up your sister. Try to stop. So the first thing you're wondering is if this movie brings the scares. Well, it had two major gasps from the crowd that were pretty loud. Here's how one of those gasps sounded. Now you know that you'll at least get a thrill or two out of the movie. So what's the value to you? Do two good scares make it worth the ticket? What I did hear equally with the screams were laughs, and some of those were unintentional, much like this particular moment when we weren't supposed to laugh, yet we did. Is this someone in here? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? When you laugh unintentionally at a movie, what does that really say about the quality of the film? Does it ruin your experience, or do you tolerate it? In the end, The Curse of La Llorona is not a top-flight horror movie for me. I'm glad to see Latino stories and representation, but we have to do better than this to be respected. Yet, most of the people that were in the theater applauded at the end. Go figure. That sound is always a good sign that a movie is good, but I disagree. Now, it's up to you to decide which to believe, me or the audience reaction. That's it for episode 112 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'd like to thank Kate Del Castillo for stopping by the show, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. If you'd like to support the show, please spread the love on social media and tell all your friends about it. You can reach me on Instagram at Jack Rico and on Facebook at Jack Rico 40 Remember, it's only through your support that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.